Hey everyone, and welcome back to my Blackadian universe. Uh, so, with the pandemic going on, uh, 2020 has been a, quite a unprecedented year. Um, and I've been thinking, especially here in Canada, as the weather is turning bitterly cold, I've been thinking about vacations and, you know, sandy beaches and warm sun, um, you know, the vacations that would have been, <laughs> um, as I'm sure many of us are. So um, I want to talk a little bit about that. And as well, I've been thinking a lot about white privilege. So vacationing and white privilege. So let's talk about it. One of my, I guess, I don't want to say triggers, but <laughs> something, one of my pet peeves, I guess it's not as serious as a trigger, but one of the things that I, you know, sort of makes my racist radar bing go off is whenever I'm talking with someone who happens to I've never in my lifetime had it be someone who wasn't white um, watching it on TV you know like um, like uh, some of those house shows where people are moving to another you know country and um, there's a, a, something that they often say that is a trigger for me of something that sparks just this it puts me on guard that this person is you know racist um is that they always say that this island this you know um area you know you know had the friendliest people and i <laughs> I always, you know, have a bit of a side eye going if someone says that, you know, and it's a code. And it for me, it's a code that says this person hasn't interacted with um, enough black and brown people <laughs> because they're so surprised uh, by this friendliness. But to me, I feel like it's... Um, it's meant to convey, especially to me, I don't know if they're saying it to me as a person of color, that, um, you know, that they were friends with someone who was a person of color, but it's supposed to imply that they were so comfortable and relaxed around all these, you know, brown people that they weren't afraid. They weren't constantly clutching their purse. Um <laughs> Sorry, you know, and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's, um, you know, that's wonderful. And, you know, when people are going to, you know, Paris or, you know, they don't say or Italy, they won't, you know, make a point of saying, oh, and the people were so friendly. And it's the assumption there that 
uh, as a, you know, mostly, you know, white nation, you'd be like, oh, of course the people were friendly. Why would I assume that they weren't? And it's just sort of this, you know, they want to give it some validation or a stamp of being, you know, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of, you know, a country that's, you know, predominantly filled with black people um, because it was incredibly friendly as though they're implying that, you know, here in North America, if, you know, and it's a matter of of when there's, you know, a majority of people with brown uh, skin that, you know, we're going to be overrun and it's just going to be like some sort of unfriendly, you know, savage lands. And it always just, it always just rubs me the wrong way. And it's because of all those things, it just evokes this idea that for some reason, they were going to go to this island and expect to be um, (laughs) just brutalized or, you know, shocked by what they would see. And, you know, of course, these are people that are living their lives out in a tropical Caribbean paradise. Oh, man can't wait till we're able to travel again but you know that's just one of those things and so I would a story that I think um conveys this idea perfectly is you know many many years ago um I was in uh Costa Rica and um it was at um this hotel and one of the perks of it was that every single um day uh we were there for like a week was that you got the same waiter and it was nice because um you know they got to know your preferences like what you tended to like to eat and your allergies like you didn't have to explain everything every single night again at the um at the resort and so (laughs) this our you know waiter was um excellent and he knew that we liked drinking wine and so you know he would you know recommend wine to us based on you know what we prefer and so we were like oh yeah you know that's great whatever and he just you know we seemed to have like a great rapport and so there was another couple that were white and they seem to be in this weird uh, thing where they needed to not just have this man who's doing his job, uh, by the way, um, they needed to be friends with him. You know, they wanted to take pictures with him. They, you know, wanted to like, um, like, oh, touch him. too much for someone who's just you know bringing food to your table they like wanted to like hug him they kept calling him buddy very loudly for everybody to show how chummy they were and um you know it was it's just this very bizarre interaction and so um (laughs) i think our uh, waiter was very um happy he wasn't you know, serving them at their table. And so I always just wondered what the conversation was when they went behind the closed doors of like, what are these people doing to me? And the thing is, they have these people um, 
you know, they're in the service industry and, you know, they aren't going to be rude to you. But I think that um, they wanted to show, they wanted to prove just how comfortable they were just how friendly they were being and also the picture thing to me just I think they wanted I don't know proof or they wanted to like take something back to home and it just it it gave me pause because I just felt like they were going above and beyond a normal relationship they would have with somebody who was you know your waiter for the night at a restaurant and I thought if this waiter uh, I guess my point is this if this waiter was white they would have never ever ever even dreamed of treating him the way that they did and it was because they felt so superior and you know that they needed to you know show that they could be friends um with him and you know um it was just it just smacked of like disrespect and a little a little racist so one of the things i saw recently online that was quite alarming and uh frankly disturbing was um there was a video um of um a man and uh he was preparing a drink with coconut water and um i think the video was really about coconut water and drinks and it was in um like at a resort somewhere i can't recall um exactly where it was right now but uh so it was in like a you know tropical resort and um something that stood out to me um and obviously a lot of other people that saw the video was that the man working at the resort preparing the drink was uh wearing a mask because this was you know currently happening in 2020 during this pandemic and all of the patrons that I saw um, at the resort, all of the you know people there vacationing, were not wearing masks, um, and uh, it was very. It it's just it stood out because you know they were behaving badly in you know this place where they felt like they could you know not obey the rules and so um you know this man was a person of color and you know the people in the vacationing in the background were predominantly white and it just again it was just was this perfect example of feeling that they were exempt from the rules they felt that they were not in their home they were not you know um in their country of origin so that they could go to this place that was filled with you know people of color and behave badly they didn't have to wear masks as though you know the coronavirus doesn't travel 
um, you know, we do know that it, it it's um, fairly, you know, it's touched uh, many, many countries across the world and, um, you know, that they could be on vacation from this pandemic. I mean, that's something that everyone would like, but that's a privilege that I feel um, that white people, certain white people, uh, feel that they are entitled to. It's the sense of entitlement that they could go there and, you know, not see this man as a human being, that he didn't deserve the courtesy of, you know, protecting his health um, as they would for, you know, if they were in a place where, you know, um, they were uh, surrounded by people like themselves. And it was sort of like this escapism. They were able to escape from having to, you know, be considerate. And uh, it, it's something that I felt, you know, I was shocked to see it, but again, not surprised. It's, <laughs> it's sort of um, basically how I feel about racism in general is, you know, I'm always expecting it. And I'm not like, oh my goodness, this is so surprising, because I, I'm pretty much always expecting it. But it's still very you know, it doesn't take the sting out of it. It doesn't take the, um, how is this possible out of it? But, you know, it's sort of like, ah, I should have known. Uh, and that was sort of, you know, my feeling of this, um, watching this video. I, I think it's, you know, this lack of human kindness. I think that's the, the biggest disappointment when you see these kinds of things and generally any kind of these anti-masks move mask movements it's just it's something that doesn't really impact you it's something that you can do um to help other people to help yourself uh stay safe and you know it doesn't cost anything to be kind it doesn't you know to do this kindness for this man to, you know, while you're getting your beverage to wear a mask and, you know, wait till you get back to your cabana on the beach and then take your mask off. And, you know, you're outside, you're on the beach and, you know, you know, the, the risk of transmission is, you know, lower if you're staying away from other people. But I mean, when you're that close to this guy and you're, you know, he's doing you a service of making you a drink. Um, you know, of course, you know, I, I, I just feel like it's just one of those things where it would have been nice to see some courtesy for, um, a fellow human being, um, that's, that's doing, um, his job. So with 2021 on the horizon, um, I'm hoping, you know, so many, uh, 2020 was a very difficult year, um, because of, uh, COVID-19 and, you know, um, so many 
uh, people lost their lives um, in this pandemic and, you know, people have been struggling financially. It's just, it's been a very, very tough year. And, you know, one of the things that I like to do uh, is, you know, look, try to find um, some positive um, whenever things are really um, hard, which isn't always possible, but I, I do try. And one of the things that 2020 did bring was this um, movement of, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement and, you know, just having people look more closely at racism um, and systemic racism, which is so... um, so damaging uh, to uh, many black lives. It's so ingrained in um, the way we behave, in our culture, in our art, um, in our uh, policing, um, in our laws. It's just, it's everywhere. And so um, one of the silver linings that has come from uh, 2020 has been um, that more more people are being uh, awakened and you know being able to see these kinds of injustices happening uh, all around them in everyday life and you know that's something I definitely have to be thankful for Um, so when I think of um, this seemingly innocent statement of, you know, oh, the people were so friendly um, on this place. I can only hope that that too will be eradicated, that more people will see that statement for what it is like I do. (laughs) And, um, you know, we can move past sort of this stereotyping of an entire, uh, you know, country and uh, place and populace just because, you know, um, they're, you know, they happen to be, uh, have brown skin. And, uh, you know, I hope that, uh, if you've ever uttered that statement and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you, um, maybe think about why you felt compelled to say that, um, about that particular place, um, versus every other, um, you know, vacation you've ever taken, um, you know, stressing the friendliness of the people and just sort of wondering the reason behind why that is. Cause I, I think you'll find that, um, that, uh, it really lies in the heart, uh, of that statement is really racism and, you know, stereotypes. So I, I hope that that can be uh, eradicated from everyone's uh, vocabulary. And when we do get back to being able to uh, travel and, uh, you know, visit the places where we can have some rest and relaxation and take a break from, uh, for me and our, our cold Canadian winters, um, you know, I hope that uh, we can do that fresh with fresh eyes and, you know, see more um, 
in uh, the places that we visit than, you know, reducing it down to um, just, a, you know, a, a stereotype and we get to really explore uh, different people and see them fully um, abroad and as well at home. So thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next time. Hey everyone, just a quick note that this will be my last episode uh, for this year. I'll be returning with new episodes of my Blackadian podcast in January 2021. So until then, please have a safe, happy and healthy holiday. And I look forward to speaking with you next time. Bye.